I found out that she'd done it before. <gasps> How did you find that out? At the end of the relationship, I had a friend, one of my girlfriends who was like, hey, man, I found this. And it was like an online blog of like, she's done this before and like this type of person. I was like, <gasps> so they did some recon on the girl you were dating. And that's how they found this. Yeah, because they were like, something's really wrong here. Welcome back to another episode of Uncoupling, where we talk about breakups, but more importantly, how to empower yourself. And on this week's episode, we have Mr. Ryan Kelly. He Hello. Is a, yeah, he's from Missouri. He's from St. Louis in particular. Um, there's a lot going on with Ryan Kelly. Uh, we were just talking about scammers. So we'll get back on the topic of that and how they relate to potentially uh, uncoupling or breakups. I'd be curious to pick his brain on that. But he went viral on TikTok and Instagram. I love this. You're kind of a scammer in yourself because your handle is Youth Pastor Ryan, which garnered over 1 million views. No, 1 billion. One billion views. Between we're actually at two now. We're, we're we just two billion. Two billion views across all platforms, which is nice. Religion yeah. sells, apparently. I guess uh, that's that's the funny thing is I just look like a youth pastor, and I thought that was funny. And oh boy, did I! It was maybe this is a catfish episode. Like I accidentally catfished a lot of people into thinking I was a youth pastor, but no, just a a dude from Missouri that went to Christian school ended up looking like this, and I was like, I'm the most generic white guy. I look like if Costco sold people and that's most uh, youth pastors. So yeah. Costco sold people. That is what a youth pastor looks like. If Costco sold Midwestern white people. Yeah. That's seriously <laughs> it. Yeah. And I'm not even like cool new youth pastor. I'm old eighties, like clean shave and a howdy doody friends. Like you could definitely be 1985, but I also, I, I also <laughs> see, um, I see cool. I could see cool. You just need to pop the collar and right. add song or what is that famous church place church song hill song hill, hill song. song yeah hill song, hill song yeah. to like all of your you know websites or like your uh email email signatures yeah i've got uh, a sweet spotify playlist of just hill song songs i also <laughs> feel like 1985 with gen z is also very popular now like we're just getting further back into generations like 90s was cool and now we got 80s i yeah. feel like it's on the horizon so i don't sell yourself short ryan i think well, i think you could absolutely be cool <laughs> young pastor ryan well thank um, you first comedy special in 2022 called girlfriends and girl space friends yes so we'll get into so it that. sounds weird when you when when it's said out loud which was not something i thought about much i guess but i uh, i love the way it was written so it made me happy uh yeah, yeah that's actually why this podcast fits kind of perfectly with like exactly what i talked about for that entire hour is it was just bad relationships that led to bad breakups and kind of that series of of things and all the things that I learned going through it and crazy stories that happened in between. So. so so girlfriends, they're giving you your advice. They're giving their advice for you in your relationships. Pretty much, yeah. The 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 girlfriends were either like telling me what I needed to hear or helping me through breakups or like sometimes were the ones that were like, this needs to end. This is this is terrible. Please is stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you, how often did they find that the girl was in the wrong versus how often were they schooling you and trying to educate you? Hey, a girl's going to think this if you're doing this. You know, I think it was pretty mixed, but definitely it skewed towards the uh, like what was up with that girl. Um, okay. I, I tend to be like a really passive guy. So most of the time it's not like I'm not. I've never like cheated or like or like been like caught talking to other like I, I'm your young if, pastor Ryan from St. Louis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also I, I'm just super awkward. And so like when I'm like, I can't believe one girl's talking to me. This is crazy. Like, like it, it blows my mind when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to six people. And I'm like, I don't currently. That was talk. never you. No, God, no, never me. And, uh, and what's your current relationship status? Um, I actually a week ago got engaged. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Thank you. I'm very excited. I'm very so happy. You're definitely talking to one girl. <laughs> I am. Yes. No, that yeah. is. Yeah. She is my only and favorite person. Uh, oh, that's still lovely. Wonderful. So did, did, did your girlfriends lead her in this direction? Like, did, did how did this come about? Like, how did the girlfriends help you to then find your partner? I guess is the question I'll ask you first. You know, it's funny. Uh, like all of these things, essentially what happened is start my very first ever girlfriend like i just had a really bad relationship and like she she was a friend's sister and, and like the, the, it was just not 
great. And, and she actually, after the relationship started like stalking me. And so I was like, yeah. And like showing up places that I was like, she would call me using my, she would go to parties, wait for my friends to get drunk, steal their phones and call me through their phones. Like it was sketchy. Bizarre. Yeah. 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 So I was, yeah, she had some issues. Yeah. I I guess so. (laughs) Like it was, but it was really like sketchy and scary. So like, I didn't date for a while. I didn't date all throughout college, actually. And you but, obviously were not friends with that. It broke the friendship, I'm assuming, as well. Yes. With her, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. her brother. Yeah. Wow. And so that was just like a really like scary time. But it really made me like really gun shy to like relationships, mm. it, like in general. Were, I was were just. Were you in high school when that happened? Yeah, I, that was like 16 to 18. And then I was just like, nope. And I just didn't date for like four or five years. So that was really uh, dramatic for you of, of what made you like take your foot off the pedal was that first relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, it was actually my fiance now that mentioned it to me recently because we were talking about like, you know, dating and kind of life and how it's been. And she was like, I make a joke in the special where I was like, you know, I, I was a little gun shy after that. And she was like, you know, you make that joke, but that's real. And that, it hit me for the first time. I was like, oh, I guess you're right. That is why I didn't date for years. And I was and just maybe kind of- why you were passive or or apprehensive to stake so. your claim or to say a feeling because if that feeling changed or, you know, did you find that the patterns you had in later relationships also mirrored PTSD kind of behavior from that first relationship? I, th- I, I think so. I think there were definitely like uh, things that like, even if I knew a girl was interested in me, I was like just uh, incapable of like, I was just too afraid of that possibly repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Or of like something scary like that happening. So I mean, I didn't, I didn't date for a while, and then I I dated someone uh, for about two years. I, I dated someone else, and it also didn't go great. But what like not not it just was like oh this just doesn't work. It wasn't like a oh god run flee. Uh, and then when you say I, it didn't go great, do you mean like the lack of not enough feeling, or what do you mean it didn't go great? It was just, it was one of those things where like, I, I am very like, I, I tend to be pretty discerning. Like I take a lot of time to like figure out like if it, now it's not, and I'm also not one of those guys, this, cause that can sound like I'm one of these guys that like dates you for eight years. And it's like, we might be something, which is, <laughs> I don't know. Not like, what you're getting at. That's not me. I yeah. just mean like, I, I will be, I will be nice and we will be friends and then we will talk and then we will, but it's not like, uh, I'm not. I'm not doing weird stringing stuff. These, stringing people along or, or yeah. 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 I'm just trying to figure out because I, I, I became very discerning after I was like, I need to take some time, figure this out. Will this person try to kill me? Um, I actually, fun fact, I go to a lot of weddings now because I went to some weddings with some strangers. And so I go to a bunch of strangers weddings and on the form, it says, will you stab me? And most people have clicked no, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> how, do, how do you go to strangers weddings? I got a DM like three years ago from a girl who was like, Hey, my boyfriend just broke up with me. Uh It's two weeks before a wedding. We've already RSVP'd. Can you come and be my, my, Oh, you would be like the plus one to people's weddings. Yep. So you were like an escort. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, I guess, huh? Wow. For hire for for free. (laughs) Yes. It was totally for free. I've actually, I've done, I want to say like six (laughs) weddings, six or seven now. And I've, I've been everything from like plus ones to officiants to like. You'll play different roles in the wedding. Yeah. It has been so much fun. And then how do you, how do they know to contact you? Like, did you, did you post on social media? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm open to just accompanying however I can help in your arrangement i posted that first video of like hey i'm gonna go to a wedding with a stranger let's have fun and it got a couple million views and then other people started contacting and other people were like will you show up will you show up will you show up um you have now a so you're saying there's a form now like there's there's more of an organized uh way of contacting you to it's almost weed out when there's so many inquiries right is that yeah i think it's over three thousand submissions thus far uh so like yeah and so i i tend to peak because i never charge anybody for like me going to anything because I, I don't know it's your wedding like it's it should just mm. be fun um in fact what i like to do and what i got to do with the last one is like uh if the place that you're having it if the venue or the catering company wants to partner with me then i will do and i normally do i, I do it without them knowing it like the bride and groom but i'll partner with them do a deal with them 
where I will post something in regards to them, but they give the discount to the bride and groom. Oh, that's great. Because it's like a fun way to like give a, yeah, a sweet a gift, gift that you don't know. Yeah. yeah. But so I, but essentially since I make no money with it and I, I don't want to go broke doing this, I normally try to make it work with like comedy that I'm doing or like when I'm around different areas. So yeah, it's been really cool, but been invited to some cool weddings. <laughs> So, so what's the craziest takeaway you've had then from, from attending? Because this is a, a, a breakup or uncoupling podcast. Is there, is there any engagements broken that you've had show up? Or what would you say the craziest um, experience going to strangers' weddings has been? Uh, I had a flight that got canceled, so I drove from Missouri to West Virginia for it, mm-hmm. for a wedding. Like, just like the day of. I was like, well, I guess we're going. Um and it was actually just a, a guy who invited me. He was like, man, I was like seeing this girl. But then like she just like she essentially ghosted him. And uh, I was just like, hey, man. Like, and he just messaged me. He was like, do you just want to come hang as a bro? And I was like, yeah, let's go bro out. And uh, so you had a bromance wedding. We did. And we had like so much fun. I got to hang out with all like the the bride and groom. And turns out the bride knew like of, of me and my social media. And so she was stoked. And we had a lot of fun. And. It's just been cool. There's been a lot of those fun moments of, and I think that that's the thing that I learned and and have leaned heavily in after being so afraid and gun shy from like breakup stuff is that like, go find the fun. And it doesn't have to be relationship wise. Like it, the platonic fun is also really fun and really nice. And so that's what I do is I just go around and I make friends with people and I have a great time and it's been really cool. Oh, so going to these weddings has really like disarmed you with with the uh this the heavy side of the relationship it, you just like you said you show up and see the the joy and the ease of of just yeah. having fun with other people and then ideally fun in relationships as well yeah fun i think stuff. that that's the it's also cool to go to weddings just to see like oh success you know what i mean i mean mm-hmm. most most relationships end broken up uncoupling uh because you know except for i have a buddy my best friend his name is tj he dated one girl He's married to her now. They have uh-huh. a kid. Like, like he he batted a thousand. I was like, I was Dude. gonna say one and done. One, what? one, one, the hat trick. That's so that's that's so rude, man. Like that's that's you lived a fairy tale. That's amazing. But but I will say there's a lot you can learn in breakups. And so in absolutely. a in a weird way, you should feel sorry for him that you know he doesn't have a lot of trial and error yeah. in knowing. It's almost what you don't know what you have until it's gone. So you can learn from your mistakes. You can say, okay, I like that that out of that person. I didn't like that out of this person. So I think that the moth rolling down the road that that gathers more moss is that the moss, yeah. not the moth, the moss. <laughs> the moss and <laughs> gathers more moss and there's more moss. <laughs> there's a lot of moss uh, in the moss. Uh, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of moss in the moss. But yeah, so would you say your girlfriends, what are their takes on, on your wedding attending uh, as far as, you know, they they were gunning for you to find your girl, obviously. So would do the weddings, have they been going on for a while? And did the girlfriends have opinions in maybe this is how you're going to find your girl? Like what was their takeaway? I think we all joked about it, but I think that it was all like, I always set them up as like very platonic things of like, Hey, I'm coming. We're friends. Like, let's, let's do this as like a very cute, sweet way. I, I do think that they were, I definitely had some girlfriends that were, uh, you know, it depends. It depends on the time. There were definitely times when the girlfriends were like, be, be single. Like, just just be single. You hang out with you. That looked like a lot of trauma. And it's like, it was. Um, but there there were other times where they were like, we hope you find someone. And, and it's cool because everybody that I've introduced my my fiance to, all the all the girls that I really trust in my life mm-hmm. have always been like, we we never thought you were going to pull someone, uh, <laughs> their words, not mine, but sane. Uh, they were like, oh. we, we thought that this was, and I was like, that? feels hurtful when you say it but i see what you're saying like um no i got your honest sounding board (laughs) yes they are and and it's cool to have that wonderful you know support from them about hey you did it right like you found a good person and and it's actually funny so i end the first i end the comedy special by by talking about actually my takeaways from relationships and what happened um and what's crazy about that is uh, at the time I said, you know, I'm I, I don't I'm not in a relationship and that's OK because it's about the girlfriends that I had along the way mm-hmm. and it shows the picture of all the girlfriends in my life, not the girls that I dated. And 
What's funny is at the time, we actually had someone who was supposed to run the like AV that had dropped out. And so the person running the AV, like the the tech, specifically like the slideshow, is uh-huh. my is my now fiance. Uh, so no. it's like, yes, yes. That's so, a, so you did meet her technically through your comedy special through your girlfriends, technically. Well, well so she we had been dating a little bit before then, but she just stepped up because she knew how to run it, which I thought was so funny is that like she really did like pull through for me and she's always been that way um we actually did meet through uh mutual friends that we were not intending to meet and we actually uh so it was and i met those people through comedy and so it was a cool way that comedy kind of did uh bring us together yeah Yeah. wow so she was the one you're you're, the, the girl that was running the tech putting up the sign of the girlfriends that have helped you along the way ended up being your fiance yeah. It's very serendipitous. I still, it was very I, cool. Uh, to take it back, not to the uh, hurtful moments, but was there a particular, you said there was crazy breakups that your girlfriends yep. were like, stay single. What was the craziest breakup? Um, I mean, the stalking one is up there, but as far as like most recent, what, what actually caused the end of like the writing of the comedy special, yeah. but it had these bad relationships and I was kind of like made like jokes among friends with it and stuff like that. And a lot of people were like, oh man, yeah. And it, it, it started where there was, I was I was seeing this girl who I just it's one of those things where you know and I don't think it's like just guys that do this but but like I I can only speak for a guy's perspective but sometimes you're just dating because you're like you feel like you should you know mm-hmm. like oh I, I should be dating I should I should be doing this thing and or like you kind of to to say that's the next step in adulthood yeah you're ready or not exactly and I just there was a girl that kind of like like was actually slid into my DMs and I didn't. I've never like in fun fact, I've never slid into anybody's DMs because it, it concerns me. I'm like, because I, I just I'm not bringing good information. You know what I mean? I can't be like, like, here are fun facts. Like, those are the type of information that I like. So um, I was just but we we talked a little bit and we got together and, and, and it turns out she was just dating me because I had numbers. I oh, you had a you had a, this. It was a social media following aspect. How did yeah. you suss that out in her? How did you feel that? I found out that she'd done it before. Oh, how did you that find out. that out? At the end of the relationship, I had a friend, one of my girlfriends, who was like, hey, man, I found this. And it was like an online blog of like, she's done this before and like this type of person. I was like, <gasps> So they did some recon on the girl you were dating and that's how they found this. Yeah, because they were like, something's really wrong here. And we'd been dating for a little bit. And gosh, it was just... She was also like a conspiracy theorist and like, I did not like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like, so I'm just like, I'm like, like, I don't believe everything that's shoveled down my throat, but I'm also like, like there's a balance instead of like, it's instead of like Hollywood and the CIA are controlled by the church of Satan. Like, that's a real thing that I was like, I, I don't think, I don't think that. Hollywood being controlled by Satan? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, Hollywood and the CIA. So, so, and the CIA uh, being controlled by Satan. That might that might actually usurp stalking. I'm not sure which one right. is, is worse. But um, wait, so to go back. Yeah. What were the signs that your girlfriend said something was off or you thought something was off for the girlfriends to, to probe them to look further into this girl? What was it yeah. about her? I, you know what? I think that. And tell me if this relates to you at all, but like, you, you know, when you're dating someone, it's not a good idea. And then you're like, you slowly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you yeah. slowly let information slip to your friends that you're like, is this normal? And they're like, that is a crime. Like, well, that, there's, that's- there's a point that you don't share it with your friends because, you know, they're going to most likely uh, confirm what the hunch is. So there's yeah. that refractory period. And then. You, yeah, the, the trickle starts. Um, mm-hmm. The trickle, yes. then it becomes a waterfall. And so I, I started letting yeah. them know about certain things. And like, all of a sudden, it was just like, it was weird. She, uh, oh gosh, well, well, it was a thing that she said very directly is that like, she had tried to like, I don't even remember why she was telling me this. This was like, this th- like she would say things that were just off the wall and i was like was i supposed to like act like that was normal because that was that was scary like was she, she like the earth is flat or was it more like directed towards you it was um that she she was like really good at manipulation 
Mm. Like, like, and, and so I started letting some of this slip and my friends obviously show, showed me that like, you know, she's actually been known to like try to use people that have social status or things like that. And which is crazy for me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I, I'm on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like the clock app. Are you kidding me? That's <laughs> the bar is low, but I am. Uh, well, but TikTok, t- you don't give yourself enough credit. TikTok is a powerful, powerful data app that, you know, <laughs> That's is fair. garnering more they the these tiktok kids get like three picture deals at studios now so so yeah. the the model is changing so you know she might have a point i'm just kidding yeah but, no that's that's good but, to know yeah well, but, uh, hey. but yeah so she she was definitely here's here's what sent me over the, the edge the though. table with an interesting strategy yeah yeah, yeah here's, here's what yeah. sent me over the edge though is that i was i was talking to her at one point we we're driving home and i don't remember why we were talking about this um but she was talking about like she had like oh she had a mark on her wrist and i go hey what's what's that from and she goes, oh, that was from like me attempting to like end it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I've dated people with severe depression. I have had my own struggles with depression and I've lost friends to depression. Uh, and I go, oh, what was happening? Are you okay now? Or like, what, what's going on? And she just goes, and it was, it was like an old scar. It wasn't new. And she goes, oh, don't worry about it. I just did it for attention. Hmm. Hmm. And having known people that have like gone because they're so depressed, I was just, and turns out what, what it was is she was uh, trying to get the attention of an ex-boyfriend of hers. She didn't want to break up at the time. And I was like, and she's telling me this, I'm her current boyfriend. I'm like, Oh right. no, it's time right. to run. Right. So, Foreshadowing is, is being spelled out in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went home and I talked to, uh, I talked to two of my, my friends. I've got, I would say, I've, so, uh, I have a couple, they're a married couple of uh, lesbian friends and mm-hmm. they are the best. I always think that like they know the best of both what women want and how to pursue women. Perfect mm-hmm. combination. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, so I went and I talked to them and I, I told them this and they, they grabbed me and they're like, you need to break up with her now. And I was like, this was the subtle red flag that you're like, it's interesting that she told you yeah. what seems to be the truth of okay, I've learned from this scenario, hopefully through therapy, that that was for attention. Don't worry. I'm not going to do it again. But there were other warning signs that she had unsafe behavior um, in your current relationship. I wish that was the case. That wasn't it, though. It wasn't like I've learned from this and I know not to do this anymore. It was this. It was almost like this is how. Yeah, it was like, this Uh, is how good I am at this. And I was like, Oh my God, run. Like, like this is because I just, I don't know. Like I, it's almost in a, in scream when, when he says I'm the villain and you don't want to believe he's the villain when Steve Ulrich, you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it is, um, cause she acted like it was totally normal. Yeah. Right. When they're telling the truth as a symbol for trouble staring you right in the face and they're going to tell you trouble staring you right in the face. And, yeah. it, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of, you know, what's weird. I, I can actually tie this back to scamming. It's kind of like how scammers will use like bad language or like things that are like, like poor grammar to kind of sucker people in. Cause the people that don't catch it are going to be mm-hmm. much easier to manipulate than the people that do. Right. So they right. do that intentionally. So it's almost it's like the same thing of a bait, a bait of yes. sorts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Very it's, they'll, so. they'll, they'll drop subtle hints right in front of your face to see how much they can get away with. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you, you know, we, when we weren't recording, he, uh, Ryan has this, this side hustle where he works with the UN and, and uh, explain what you do in detail so I don't mess it up. But it's, it's works with the UN to try and find scammers and scam the so scammers. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I work with the UN like kind of on a side project as well. That That's uh, the UNHCR. And I work with their refugee committee as well as we, we have discussed because a lot of their people get, you know, set up to impersonate the UN. So I will mm-hmm. I will pop scammers on their behalf. But most of the time, what I do is, is I will work individually and uh, kind of take my own uh, role whenever people reach out to me and go, hey, I've got this scammer and I've gotten over 4,000 submissions thus far. And it's been a lot. Uh, I will try to take a crack at them. I try to scam the scammer. I set up the social engineering. And funny enough, it was after that last relationship where this mm. girl was like trying to manipulate me. And I literally, I was like, man, this is this is a bad sign. This is one of those things I should have realized like, oh, I, I shouldn't stay in this relationship. I bought a book on hostage negotiation because after I was like- After your relationship? <laughs> no, during, because I thought that was the best way to communicate with her. 
because I was like, oh, this is like, I, I studied Homeland Security. This is terrorism. I'll just learn hostage. Dude, just leave the relationship. Don't buy a hostage negotiation book to continue the relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't do that. Like that's a terrible, terrible decision. That's going to be a first on uncoupling. That's really good (laughs) advice. If it hasn't already hit you guys to begin with, don't do that. Yeah. If you're starting to buy books on hostage negotiation because you're you're like, oh, this will help the relationship, leave the relationship. But thankfully, it can lead to a career in scamming the scammers. It can. Yeah. That's the silver lining. It helps yeah. with a lot of like social engineering and understanding kind of like how that works and, and really understanding like, you know, people, whether it be hostages or people in general or kind of it's kind of the idea of like uh, how to win friends and influence people. It wasn't that book, by the way, but uh, of just, you know, people want to feel heard. People want to feel understood and people want to feel, you know, like you're trying to meet them somewhere. And, and when that's happening in a relationship, though, that should be happening at a therapist's office office first if they're using tactics of manipulation or threats or um, baiting from very emotional times in their life. And like you said, they're they're testing the waters to see how much they can get away with. Yeah. Those are those are signs that if you that's if you find yourself doing those, it's the stop and and go get help outside of a relationship and and not be in a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that it's it was such an interesting time to realize, like, and put all these things together and see that that kind of push and pull of like the cycle of abuse of just like this mm-hmm. is what this is. And I I you know what's weird is it, it seems like as humans, if we don't see the same thing twice. You know, it's like, oh, this must be better or this must be different. So having the initial scare early on and then having this and I was just like, gosh, I am I am never going to find anyone like this is. And also like this is just not going to work out. And then I was hanging out with some friends. It was the day after Fourth of July. I am incredibly sunburned because my roommate, (laughs) his name is Ahmed Al-Qadri. He's a Yemeni Mm -hmm. guy from Texas. Mm -hmm. He doesn't burn. And he goes, he goes, I'm going to make sure you don't burn. And he said, I'm not going to let Whitey burn. He let Whitey burn. Okay. I burned <laughs> so bad. But I went with some friends, including him afterwards to uh, uh, the next day to Disneyland because I had free takes because I used to work there. And uh, I, we had two groups of friends. We ended up meeting up and I'm in line at Indiana Jones. And I all of a sudden start talking to this girl. And, and I'm just like, hi, like, this is nice. You're very nice. And like, this she's- is right after you broke up with hostage. Uh, no, this was probably months after this was like ugh, four or okay. five, five, five okay. six months or okay. something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months no. after, six months after at Disneyland talking. Yeah. To but I, and I'm just talking to this girl and she's very nice. And she starts talking. She actually came up and talked to me first, which is actually the way ladies, if you want to meet a guy who's kind of quiet, please talk to us. We we're very afraid. Um, especially very like good advice. Very good advice. I think so. I just, especially Midwestern guys, like Midwestern, like especially like raised Christian, like it's all, it's funny because I always make the joke that like people cannot tell the difference between Midwestern raised Christian guys or gay guys. And the Hmm. reason why is because like, we both like, like we're going to talk to girls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like gay men are not interested and Midwestern Christian guys are afraid that if we talk to you and then we end up having sex, we're going to go to hell. Like this is like, it's this weird combination. Um, so but the Venn for, diagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Venn diagram. Yeah. It's quite an overlap. And I've met a lot of guys that have the same vibe, but it's uh yeah, it was great. And she came up and we, we started talking. She actually complimented because she liked the joggers I was wearing. And she was like, Oh, where'd you get them? Like, what what you do it? And then and now we're we've been dating for, you know, almost three years and it's really You're wonderful. Engaged. Yeah. yeah. So you met her at Disneyland. You met your wife. I did, Your're which sounds fiance. magical. Yeah. Wipe, I hope. I mean, I hope she sticks around for that part. That would be nice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I have a feeling she will. So, so did you find that what helped you break ultimately a cycle of many years in between the stalker and, and the girl using her traumatic past as threats for your current relationship? Uh, What do you think you learned? Like, how did you pull yourself out of that relationship? And then how do you, uh, how do you think it, set yourself up to approach a real, was that just on their forefront of your mind is that my next relationship has to be healthy? Like what was the process of separating from her and healing yourself? Well, I, you know, I think I always thought that like, oh, the next one needs to be healthy. The next one needs to be healthy, but it's weird because 
you know, kind of what you mentioned previously about breaking up and it, you learn a lot of things is if, if it's a wide spectrum. So uh, maybe I learned from like the stalker, I learned 10% of like, okay, these are 10% of things to avoid. And I look mm -hmm. at the rest of the 90% and I'm like, well, that's all good. And it's not, there's like 89% that could be very bad and, or not, or just even not fit with me. And right, so then right. you date somebody else and you're like, okay, that is another 20%, not for <laughs> that's me. That's of elimination. I like this like yeah. deduction percentage wise. Yeah. Yeah. Math, yeah. Guys, just math your way into a good relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're using statistics to, to win relationships like that's. But that's but, so smart. It's actually a really good way to think of it statistically. Numerically. I think, I think yeah. it can be. I think that I really think that being discerning and like also watching people around you, you know, like learning from other people's mistakes. It's really nice when you don't have to make mistakes. Cause I will say that like, just something that I take away is that like, don't throw yourself into relationships or don't even feel like you, you can learn a lot from watching people and watch really mm -hmm. successful things. But if you throw, keep throwing yourself into it, and I've got some friends who it's like, they're, you know, in a year they're dating 22 different people. And it's like, you're doing more damage to you and to other people around mm -hmm. you than you are figuring anything out or helping. That's not helpful and that's right. not healthy. And I think some of it was like taking a step back, learning from my, my mistakes. And then, and then honestly, just taking the advice of my girlfriends, really going to them and talking to them and be like, Hey, what, like, what do you look like? First off, like, what do you look for in men? Like, what do you think like is kind of, and figuring out kind of that Venn diagram of like, what is, what is something that everybody's kind of looking for while also figuring out who are you in that, you know, because mm -hmm. you can't conform to be something you're not, but it's okay to find out that like, oh, maybe this is an aspect to like demonstrate or, or find somebody who also likes this aspect. And, you know, for me, I know that like weird, weird things like me and my fiance, we both love cats. Like we love dogs as well, but like we both yeah. have, like, we love cats. You have cats in, this, in, in addition to the Basset Hound? Uh, yes. Yes, we do. Uh, we've got, we've got three. Uh, we had a friend who just passed away and he, he had two cats. Mm. And so now we have those three two cats. cats. Yeah. Oh. So it was one. One of them's wow. 19. Wow. He is, which is uh, ancient in cat years. He's essentially seen the the cat pyramids of Egypt. Like that's how old he is, but he's great. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's those little things that I think that like you learn to like. And sometimes, you know, they're just relationships where it's like, oh, this doesn't really work for me. And I'm very thankful that in a lot of cases, like being discerning led me to not get into relationships that I mm -hmm. realized early on, oh, this isn't going to work out. Like this isn't going to be good. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for a couple of times the girlfriends were like, hey, don't. And it's just like, oh, yeah. No, and you listen right. to your friends. You listen to the community that, that yeah. you had built. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like people that I knew had my best interest at heart. And, and really just like I can't overstate the value of platonic friends that are just like it feels like we have this weird culture, especially like in the U.S. where it's just like, well, if they're of the opposite sex and you're straight, well, then that's there has to be a sexual relationship. Like there's no, it's like, no, we just hang out because we're friends and we like each other that way. And it's just, and I feel like it creates a really cool like perimeter around you of like, Hey, you know, you'll have your guy friend's opinions and then you'll have your girlfriend's opinions and it's going to be, gonna be different opinions. They're they are going to be different opinions. opinions. Most often. Yeah. 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 I think you're just a great example, um, which I'm sure you are to your other friend, your other male friends in life of how important it is to have, female friends and like you're saying that especially in our like western countries or america in particular that that platonic male and female friendships have to be sexual i i have one of my very good friends is is male and um we yeah i can't tell you why i don't like him in a certain way but i don't and i know he doesn't like me in a certain way i think part of it is we both like the same type and opposite sex like like huh. a tanner skin or it might be even an aesthetic thing between the two of us. I yeah. also, um, I think it's just, so when I, when I do meet guys that have really good girlfriends, um, you start to believe them as you get older. And that's a really beautiful acceptance where I, I feel, I wish for younger people that if that's something that makes you nervous, that you're dating someone that has a lot of friends of the opposite sex, what mm -hmm. advice would you give to that young person? Because you, since you're someone who is embodied that example perfectly. Yeah, you know, I think it would be important to notice, like, how, how do they have friends of the opposite sex? Is this a healthy relationship between, like, two people that are just, like, friends and it's nice and it's like uh, – and they've 
been friends and there's no like there really is an important thing do you think that guy is waiting like for instance for like me if i'm dating a girl and i like do you think that guy is waiting in the wings you know what i mean like that's not good that there's that's reasonable to have a thing and the same thing with like ladies if you think that this girl is just waiting for you guys to break up so she can pop in like how do you know like what feeling do you get i mean i think you can tell like especially i feel like i feel like girls can tell for girls and guys can tell for guys like you can you can witness something and you can see signs and you're like got it um like it just it's kind of like an intuition and i don't know if everybody has it but i think that that does happen sometimes where it's just but i think that it's like I don't know. They've been friends for five years and like never like dated or hooked up. Like they're probably not gonna like they had they had all the time in the world. You know what I mean? I think that's true. I was going to say as long as they haven't dated them or if they went on one date and very quickly realized like this is not a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, I think there's that caveat where I think this can go both ways uh, for sure from from Mm -hmm. male to female, male, male, female to male is that sometimes if a girlfriend has a guy that may be in a certain scenario that guy would want to date that girl but that girl has made it very clear of here's what i get out of the friendship here's what i give him in the friendship this will never happen and you could as long as that person's being honest to their boyfriend or girlfriend of i can assure you from my end it will never be a thing if it's ever uncomfortable for you if that other person that third party is being inappropriate but I think there's there's open there's a space for open communication of Absolutely. maybe that third party does want to date that person. But if they've made it very clear to that person, the third party, as well as their partner, like, hey, we're friends because of this. We were friends for this many years because of our common interests or uh, it's a work relationship or, you know, it, there's there, I think there's room for nuance where as long as you're being honest with your partner, I there's so uh yeah. It's not always a clean cut. Hey, we're friends. We're only friends. I think so. I also do think that like, especially in that type of regard, when you're talking to like a partner who says, you know, this is, I've made it clear. This has been a conversation. We're, n- we're never going to happen. I also do think that in those particular si- type of situations, it tends to be a little weird, whether it be guy or girl or girl to guy. Like it's, it's kind of just like, well, why are you keeping them around? It feels kind of like they're manipulating them. Like they're keeping yeah. around someone who's a really good friend to them, but only because they're interested in dating them and they will never date them. It's like, I, I've seen that a couple of times and I just like, it I get nervous. Out. Yeah, because oh, no. I'm oh, like, no. oh, it seems sad. And it seems it does like- seem sad. It is. Yeah. Sad. But I do think that if the third party has been alerted that like, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is not a thing. I'm going to be your best wing man or wing woman. And mm-hmm. that third party chooses to stay around. And it's 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 a tricky situation. You know what I it's mean? It's definitely tricky. I totally agree with that, where it's just kind of like I personally, I mean, I don't I don't have a one stop shop answer for everything but it's yeah. it's it is one of those things where it's like i don't know it's just kind of it, it's just easier to remove weird. yourself from the relationship and make it very clean yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah no but yeah. it's uh it's so good. i think there's nuance yeah i so i, I think it's it's and if there is any like you said there's any like blurred lines you can you can hopefully talk about that with your partner absolutely yeah yeah I think that I think that's super important. It's just that communication is great. You know, like it's just it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, it feels like if you're not honest with them for a certain amount of time and then all of a sudden it explodes. And it's like all of a sudden honesty is coming out of every door and you're like, please, no. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like that that's super important. Do you think growing up in the church has helped you with platonic relationships with the opposite sex? Uh, I think so. I I think it's. Yeah, and this is my personal opinion, and I think that, like, obviously every religion and church is different and things like that, but I will say that, like, I don't think it helped me with, like, relationship relationships, but I do think that it, because it made me, made me very gun-shy to them and, like, very nervous about things. A lot of shame around something or pressure. For sure, yeah, shame and pressure and kind of all the different things that are just, like, yeah, just kind of, like, I don't know, it kind of made me kind of sad, but I think as far as platonic relationships, though, I do think that it it did great at that. Because it was like, like most of the relationships are supposed to be platonic. And so it was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. But like, um, no, I, I think that that actually was kind of a weird side effect. But the caveat was that it, it made platonic relationships great. And I think it is nice that kind of what you mentioned with your male friend is like, you're just not attracted to the type of people, but like, you can just be great friends. One of my best friends is a girl named Megan, and she is just super cool. We have never had any interest in each other. And we are baffled by each other's dating decisions, but we enjoy like just getting to kind of be along for the ride and kick it. You that know? is a side effect of all your platonic friends. You're like, what are you doing? Yes. And with with their dating 
I think it's been both a, very much a two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, very much. We've both looked at each other and gone, why? What is happening here? <laughs> like, this is, yeah. Oh, uh, do you have moments where uh, you've, you had to reprimand her for, for dating certain, uh, for doing some certain things to the guy or the guy, you know, when the guy doesn't treat her right? I think most of the time it's like, most of the time it's been me being like, girl, like, just stand up for yourself and get out of there. Cause like, like uh, it's, oh, wow. it's been a lot of like, just like, look, I respect the hell out of you. Like, I hope that you respect the hell out of you. Like Aww. you're clearly saying that he doesn't like get out of there. Like you're essentially like kind of more like you're better than this and you, you deserve to be treated better. Yeah. Um, that, and that's, so you were this, you were the same sounding board as they were for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hope it's, it's always a two way street with that kind of thing, you know, yeah. cause that's, that's what builds the strength of a relationship. So what was the biggest thing to look for when you moved towards your wife? Like, how did you know you said it was really easy and you had a lot of things in common, but is there anything particular that you could take from your past breakups and your past uncouplings that, that really helped you navigate this one correctly? I think at the end of the day, I can be very genuine with the fact that I got very lucky. You know, I think that like a lot of this is, is a lot of luck. And a lot of like, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I love trying to educate myself in, in any way that I can. And that's, that's been reading dozens of books and reading tons of articles about these topics and trying to figure out and, you know, especially not dating for a while, thinking like, oh, what's wrong with me and trying to get to like a scientific understanding of it. And that's probably like the mathematical side of my brain that leads to a lot of like the scam busting things. But mm -hmm. what, I, what I really think at the end of the day is that I know I got really lucky. I found somebody that was, that was, you know, free to in a relationship and that we had some, we had core values that really matched, you know? And I think that, don't get me wrong, we've both changed quite a bit since we've been in this relationship. And there were a lot of parts where it was not easy at all, or there were things about me that would drive her crazy. And there are things about her that would drive me crazy. And then at the end of the day, it was, there was, we were both looking to not be the people that we'd started being. We were looking to be the people that we were trying to be or trying to get to. And we were looking to kind of grow together. And that's what I think really made the difference and made it really wonderful. And yeah. Was there an example of something that you started out in the relationship that, that she, that drove her nuts about you, that you've now changed, that you felt like has helped you grow together? Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, I don't, I don't eat great. I wish I did. Okay. But I'm like, I'm, I'm not junkie. Are you like a kid, like kid food or like what kind of I mean, definitely kind of kid food? But like also just like I like different like sometimes like fancy, but also bad for you foods. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> like it, it's kind of all over. like I love sandwiches. I love them so much. And she was like, you know, if you eat meat every single meal, like and you and I would have like stomach issues and it would always bother me. And she would just be like, you know, I might. And she was raised. Her mom is a nutritionist, like her dad is mm. a doctor. And so she was like. I know why this is probably happening. Do you want to try some things? And I was just like, on the upside, the, the benefit is, is like, I'm always open. To, obviously, if I'm going to weddings with strangers, I'm open to trying things. Uh, right. So we did, but it was one of these things where, you know, occasionally you'll slip and all of a sudden I'll be like, why am I in pain? And she's like, I know why you're in pain, idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. Um, but no, she's uh, like really just a wonderful thing that like she brought a whole level of education, understanding to a topic that I could have never like it would have taken me years to put some of this stuff together and she just helps me with it. And she still regularly helps me figure out things that either don't work for me or do work for me. And it's been, does she really make the food in the house. Like, does she, do you go downstairs and she's like put stuff together for you that, that is like the healthy version of what you used to eat. No, I mean, not like that. I think we'll occasionally like cook together and essentially we'll go mm. shopping together and then we'll, we'll build meals together. And like, so it's, it's very collaborative in that regard. Um, but no, it's a, uh, it, it is funny. We're, we'll be walking through a grocery store. And I'm like this. And she's like, let me check. And she'll like check ingredients and things like that. And she's like, there's a lot of things in here that don't seem to sit well with you. And then she'll give me like, how about this? And I'm like, oh, this works too. And it's yeah. uh, changing your food habits is really like, that's, that's a testament to change right there. Like that's a huge growth factor between the two of you that she was able to get you to do that. It was, you know, it's, it's really cool. She just kind of put it in a way that it just made sense. And, and I started seeing really good results and I was like, okay, let's, let's roll with that. I think she's got, she has a fantastic way of communicating, uh, reasons gently. why things should change. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely gently, but, it, but almost like in a logical way of like, here's why things should 
like be. She she makes great cases for things. Um, and it it just makes it really easy to go, oh yeah, I'm on board with that. And even when there are things we don't agree with, it's kind of becomes, okay, let me understand why. And then we uh move along with that. So it's been uh it's been really cool. It's been really nice mm. to just get yeah. to enjoy that. I love when I love when arguments can be we're after the same goal, we're just saying it different ways that are not yeah. under that are not processing for, for, for both of us. Yeah. You know, it's not, it, it's I, not to cut to cut deep or to cut low. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely been, and that's something that I think we had to like, we both obviously, I think that's the hardest part about getting together with someone is you've come from such different backgrounds. And for us, it's different countries. Like, like she is mm-hmm. not from the U S and like, I'm from Missouri, which is the most U S arguably. Like, it's, <laughs> the most US. Yeah, like right in the center. So it's just, but like, there's, there's things about that that we, we like appreciate about each other and they're different cultures and coming together and just kind of understanding that like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be weird, but we're going to figure out how to, how to figure out what we're trying to actually get to. Cause especially language is such an unfortunately ineffective means of communication. Most of the time, you know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, Oh, you say something. Oh, I didn't mean that. Oh, I meant it this way. Right, oh, I meant it this way. Right. It's about tone and inflection and, you know, sometimes words even sound the same. So it's just, just really nice to be able to, instead of jump straight into, well, I think this It's just, okay, what did you mean by that? And yeah. Just taking a step back and, and using more words to, to, to get our point across. Yeah. Yeah. I also think yeah. that the benefit of this relationship and, and what's different than most is I feel like I always gave like the person in the relationship, the benefit of the doubt, which, uh, hit me, thwacked me repeatedly. That was not good. But I think that when you find a person that is like, that, that you find like has a very good heart or a very good like conscience and kind of moral efficacy to them. They, that when you give them the benefit of the doubt, it's really nice. It, we were driving home recently and she said something that I, that I thought was about me. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just give it time and see what that's actually about. And three sentences later, I found out it is nothing to do with me, mm. but it's one of those things where it's, it was just easy to give her the benefit of the doubt because I know she, wherever she is going, it isn't a, it isn't a, a bad place. It's, tr- it's trusting. It's trusting that they mean well. Yes. And so if you do, if something hits weird or different, it's having that refractory period to calm down and see a bigger perspective and go, oh, I date this person for a reason mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're not out to get me. <laughs> if yeah, it no. sounded like they were, it did not come from that place. Yeah. If they're, if they're giving you threats, buy a book on hostage negotiation and read it as you are not with them anymore. Okay. That's, <laughs> you can still read the book. It's a great book, but like, don't, don't, you know, don't still date oh, them. I think on hostage negotiations is unfortunately how we should have to end this podcast because <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it is quite fitting uh, that, that I think that, you know, you you don't give yourself enough credit for for being in really tumultuous, very dark, deep issues. Um, some people don't get that deep, but for those kinds of breakups and those kinds of relationships, um, having such an incredible community to help you heal and to see the kinds of people you should be looking for is just invaluable. It, 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 I, totally I really agree. commend your your good girlfriends, and then you having the the open mind to listen to them and and. It's really hard to implement the advice your friends give you. And it sounds like you did. I think so. And I think that was a like a beautiful part of it is I knew that like, <clears throat> especially keeping women around like that I trusted and that I understood, like, I think that that's where a lot of people get kind of caught up in like misogyny or misandry where they're, where they, they date the opposite sex and then they break up with them and then they hate that opposite sex because they don't have anybody mm-hmm. around them. That's a good example of just mm-hmm. normal people from there, you know? And I think that might be from there, from from that gender, from that gender, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, from there, like like they go to school over there, like no, they're from there, yeah, they're from there, from the female side, yeah. Yeah. But it's just really nice to, and I think that was really cool to just be like, I don't know, it just gave me a lot of faith in like dating, where I was like, you know what, like me and these friends, we don't want to date, but there's very cool people like them out there, and that's really cool. Mm. And I think that that's that's just such a nice thing. And I think that finding sometimes that's easier said than done and uh, finding platonic friends that are like have no interest but if you can find those people like lean in <laughs> lean into it enjoy yeah. yeah keep them around in your life and well i'm, have good I'm gonna have to check out this comedy special you got going on well, girlfriends and girlfriends yes available for free on spotify if you want to listen to it there and then it is on amazon as well and Aww. it's all about all this crazy stuff and you also get to see uh 
that that was fun because we got to do an AV section of it. So it was we also had a visual visual pictures of what was happening at those times in my life. So it was oh, a real it's a really fun run through. Yeah, I had to have you on a, uh, on for another episode just to talk about Pastor Pastor Ryan and and uh, just going deeper into all the stories your girlfriends must have. We have to have the girlfriends on. I think that's the the solution. Oh gosh, I I can already feel myself getting red. They've got stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. what was the craziest story the girlfriends think? Like outside of the the. Maybe the dumbest or the stupidest uh, uh, question you came to them with or or a, a breakup you wanted to follow through with. And they said, don't do that. That's cruel. Do it this way. I, th- I think just a very simple way to say it is at one point I'm hanging out with my friend Megan. And I talked to her a little bit about in between stuff. And we, we had we hadn't seen each other in like probably a month. And so we, we just because I was living somewhere else. And so finally sat down at dinner and uh, I just go, hey, how are things going? She goes, eh. and I go. Okay, how are things like? And then she goes, "How are things going with you?" And I go, "Eh." She goes, "You still seeing that girl?" I go, "Yeah." And she goes, "How's that going?" I go, "Not great." She goes, "Told you." And I was like, "It was just a very sweet but very gentle way of t- going." Yeah, I told you but, so. Why are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah. actually, it was a uh, it was a friend of mine I talk about in the comedy special. I was driving up from after breaking up with a girl because I just like couldn't deal with that stuff anymore, and it, it was the the girl that had like was manipulating and things like that, and she i went to go talk to a friend of mine and she looked me dead in the eyes and said ryan i'm very confused by your dating life i think that you might be doing this just for material at this point and if so that is commitment to the bit and i was i laughed and it was it was funny and it was the first time i'd laughed in a while and i was it just it kind of brought me back to my like the reality that i like to be in and then i started writing the special and now it's wow, up that's this, how the special came about yeah, yeah. you're like i'm not doing it for a bit, but maybe I should be. <laughs> yeah, but maybe the bit was me. You know, like I was the exactly. bit. All, I was the joke all along. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah, you, you thankfully you're not the joke anymore, and uh, you have you've definitely found your lobster. So I'm I'm happy for you guys. And yeah, so our next segment is going to be lightning round. Okay. And first thing that comes to mind: one word, one sentence, no wrong answers. Oh. When was your first breakup? Uh, I was 18. 18. Who was your first crush? Um, oh, uh, a girl in my kindergarten. I talk about Name? her in the special too. Pamina. Pamina. And then what is your model relationship? Somebody in your life that you really look up to uh, as a couple? Oh, uh, my parents. What is your breakup movie? Mike, Bur- so it's, it's not a movie, but it is stand up. It's, and it's, yeah. it's a movie on Netflix. It's uh, Mike Birbiglia's, uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend. Oh, Mike Birbiglia. What a great, what a great throw. Yeah. Um, and then what is your breakup food or uh, stress food? Oh, so like breakup, if I if I don't have to go anywhere the next day and I'm just like mm-hmm. sad and just kind of want to sit in it, it's a Domino's Lava Crunch Cakes because that's amazing. Um, but if I could could have like just a meal or like if I just want some comfort food, when I, when I was living in LA, there's a place called The Stand and it's this like new American food and it's delicious. It's so good. Um, I know The Stand. That's yeah, amazing. The Lava Crunch Cakes. That's a shout out to, to Domino's. Lava right? Crunch Cakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And then what is your breakup song or band? Oh, uh, AJR. Uh, and then what is the first thing you did after a breakup? Oh, I, I have this thing where uh, for a while I used to go skydiving after breakups. Um, That's a great thing to do. It was very fun. Uh, I stopped doing that because the second time I did it, my parachute didn't open right. Uh, yep. You did do the reserve? Uh, so we ended up, you can actually see it on video because we, ha- we had someone recording it. Uh, and she pulled away, by the way, like she didn't want to see what was going to happen. I was like, That's mean. I, I want this on video if it goes wrong. Um, but no, I was, I was parachuting, guy in the back of me, he pulls the chute and goes, Oh shit. Um, I go, what? Which is not something you want to hear when you're plummeting towards Earth at terminal velocity. Oh, shit. <laughs> he goes, look up. Our our chute was fully tangled. Like, it had wrapped itself. And he goes, there's two options. We can either... I go, do we have to go to reserve? And he goes, no, there's two options. We can either spin it out or we can go to reserve. And I go, well, let's let's start trying to spin. So we actually were able to spin it and it eventually popped. But we were much lower than everybody else when our chute finally popped. So it was... uh. Yeah, that was only your second time skydiving. That's my second time skydiving, and I don't go skydiving anymore. Which is, yeah, I was just—it was. Yeah. Being a numbers guy, it's ironic that the numbers fell that much not in your favor. 
I, on a second time skydiving. So many parts of life have tried to kill me that honestly, I was kind of like, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I would say skydiving for the, just the rush of endorphins and to mix things up would be amazing after a breakup, but cautionary tale. Yeah. Cautionary yeah. tale for sure. I thought yeah. so too. I was like, you know what? It's a good resetting. It's a good, like just feeling like get to do something that you want to do, you know? So, well, I commend you for uh, for at least trying this tactic. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> until it went yeah. wrong. Yeah. And what is the number one red flag in a relationship or a, a potential relationship? History of cheating is what I'd go with. Yeah. yeah I just. Bad. Yep. And then what is your number one green flag in a relationship or potential relationship? Uh, sweet to animals. Mm. Yeah. I think I mean, it's just nice. Yeah. They're, we don't deserve them. We truly right, really don't. I know. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, and then what is a fun quirk of yours that your fiance loves about you or finds interesting about you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I think she likes the fact that I'm like walking Wikipedia on a lot of things. I'm like, oh, here's an interesting thing to know today. She's like, you know what? I'll take it. And oh, that's fun really tour nice. guide. Yeah. Yeah. It, very much a tour guide personality. Um, yeah. And then uh, well, she, you guys did meet at Disneyland after all. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, how did you know that she was the, the one? What was the moment you knew? There were a lot of different moments. You know, I feel like there's a lot of things that you just start appreciating about someone. But she she was just so supportive. I, I just feel very, I feel known, I feel understood, and I feel supported by this person who it feels very selfless. And I hope to give selflessly to her too. And that kind of just, it's also someone that I know that like, I want to, I want to grow like old with, you know what I mean? I think, I think it's that thing. It's like, you're cool now. You're going to be cooler later. Like I want to be around for the whole thing. I mm. think it was just that moment of like, oh yeah, let's just do this. Let's just do the whole thing. Let's figure it out. You know? You're cool now. You're going to be even cooler later. That's, that's great. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. And then our last segment is the words of wisdom guidance. Anyone going through an uncoupling uh, whether that be a light uncoupling, we just didn't work out or something really heavy. Is there any guidance that you would give people going through it? Yeah, I think, I think there's a couple. I think that um, be discerning in your future endeavors. Like take time. You don't have to jump into things. That doesn't mean string people along. That just means like be aware and hopefully they'll be discerning too. And two discerning people get together, then they probably at least removed some of the issues that you can get into. Mm. I just know so many people that have jumped into relationships and then right out the gate, they're like, oh, I don't like this at all. And it's like, did you ask? Like that was <laughs> like, I don't like the way that they chew. It's like, I, it's like, well, you'd never had a meal with them and you're dating that like, maybe have a meal. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Be very discerning. Yeah. For, for both of your sakes. Cause you can do more damage. You, you can throw yourself into too many relationships and do a bunch of damage to not only yourself, but to other people. And it's not worth doing that damage, especially when someone who's really wonderful comes along and then you're still trying to build back up yourself. Be really careful. It, it's not an unlimited supply of love and it's not an unlimited supply of, you know, resilience, I would say. Um, I'd also definitely say like, be comfortable with platonic friends, like ha keep them around, keep people in your life that you trust and keep people in life in your life that you respect. And that you think are like that you can look up to. Um, I think that's really cool. And it, it won't be in every aspect of life. There will be things that they look up to you for and things that you look up to them for. And that's totally fine. But yeah, I think that that's really helpful. And especially mm -hmm. if you can find, you know, people of like the opposite sex that just kind of get it or kind of understand what you're, what you like. Um, I think the last thing would just be kind. I think that there's like, there's been, especially like doing what I do on the internet, there's so much like harassment and vileness. And then I work in like scamming now. And like, mm -hmm. and obviously like I post videos, you get hate for everything. I mean, it's, it's strange. And I'm sure you get that from doing a podcast. You'll see comments and you're like, how did you even take that this way? <laughs> like, I, oh, that, yeah. People will, people will somehow find Z to A from A, you know? I, I, I mean, we, me and my roommate have been blamed for everything under the sun. Like, like, cause we used to do videos together that were jokes and we're like, we've been, we've been pretty much accused of everything. People have always been like, what are you talking about? Like, like they, they don't like, this is, it's just like, that was a video about community guidelines. I don't know how you possibly took world war two into consideration. I don't understand. Right. Like, right. 
but always be kind and and I feel like the importance of being kind is, is not just for like, be kind to your friends, be kind to the people around you, be kind to strangers, because you never know who's having what type of day and who's going through an uncoupling. You don't know who's going through all these things, but also you never know who you're going to meet or who knows who or like how many ways down the line. But if you're just known as a kind person and you haven't done this damage to yourself or to other people, more people will be interested to get to know you. You know, I, I feel like it would be so sad if you know, say you did something like really bad in a relationship or like you cheated on someone and then that gets around and then you have someone who's really sweet who was like, oh, I thought that they were nice and now you don't get that opportunity. And that's such a Keeping yourself out of the street clean and, and honest. Yeah. And, yeah. Discerning with compassion and keeping good people. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Great, great note to end on. Thank Thanks. you so much for coming today and uh, my gosh, we learned about scammers. We learned about growing, a little bit about growing up in the church. Uh, and we learned about the invaluable just gift of platonic friends of the opposite sex. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to Uncoupling this week. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and also become an exclusive Patreon member. Ryan, I, I, I just, I almost, I feel like I, I was interviewing you, but I was also interviewing all your girlfriends at the same time. So <laughs> I, uh, I look forward to checking out your comedy special. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me. This was wonderful. And yeah, yeah good luck for everybody out there. Congratulations on your engagement. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Uncoupling Podcast is produced by Stampede Ventures, Jason R. Ellis, and Holland Roden. 